The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Ranch Podcast. I got another great episode for you today. And with the great episode comes a great special co-host. That's right, I'm bringing back manager and former guest of the show, John Fitty Falcone, back to the show. Not as a guest, but he will be co-hosting this show with me today because I got former graduate assistant coach at Bethany College, former running back, Mr. Askew, coming on to the show here today. So, Mr. and Fitty, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bono. Thanks for having me on, Coach. It's good to see you, man. It's it's been a long time. Oh man, it, it has, man. You know, you still look looking young out there, man. You still I'm, got I'm trying. Some, I, I got I got some grays in my beard now. You know, I'm going to be 35 <laughs> uh, here in a couple of days, so you know, I'm I'm getting up there a little bit. Oh man, okay. Hey, hey, you know? Fitty, man, don't be feeling bad about that. I'm 32 and I'm already getting grays in my beard, man. So don't don't even be worrying about that, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, don't feel bad, man. I'm a I'm a little bit older, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, coach. Uh, coach, you're still you're still always going to be, you know, coach. Ask you the 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 24 year old GA at you know Bethany to me. Ah oh, man, hey, y'all appreciate that, man. Hey, that right there is going to keep me young. You know, <laughs> that's that's going to keep me young right there, man. Because you know, as, as time go on, you know, you you know. Time is something else, man. It never stops. You know, it just keep on ticking and keep on moving. You know, right. it's, it's amazing how much time has passed, you know, since I last been there at Bethany and, um, you know, and seeing you. So, you know, once again, you know, I'm most definitely, uh, it's a privilege and I love the opportunity, man, to, to be on the show with you guys, you know. Hey, yeah, uh, not a problem. So, go ahead, Bono. Sorry. No, you're good, man. I was going to say, so seeing how we were all three of us were at Bethany at one point in time, I mean, I got there in 2007. I know 
Fitty got there in 2006. So take us through a little bit of your time at Bethany and being the GA uh, there. And if you got a good Fitty story from the football team, by all means, throw that in there too as well. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what, man. Um, when I got to Bethany College, uh, I believe it was 2004, you know, I, w- I had just left um, – St. Augustine College and Benedict College. Now, I was at a HBC school before. And one of the coaches that was there at Benedict College at the time was um, Gian Grosso. And um, he was, uh, you know, making a move from uh, Benedict to come up to Bethany. And, uh, you know, had a, had a talk with me and uh, asked me if I would be interested in coming. You know, and at the time, I was, you know, I was thinking like, man, listen, I'm down here in, in South Carolina. You know, you know, got a lot of things going on. Uh, HBC school, and uh, I'm like, you want me to come to West Virginia in the mountains? I'm like, man, come on. <laughs> I said, let me think about that one, coach. That you know, that's that's a hard thing right there now. But uh, you know, but I, I, I'm glad that I made the move though. Uh, it was a great opportunity to to to, to go there to get the, to get my master's as well, and uh, and then you know just just learn, be around something different. You know, because, you know, it, it was, you know, it was something different. But I most definitely enjoyed the uh, the experience there. I mean, it, it was it was actually, man, it was it was best part of my life, man. Some of the best part of my life, the best part of my days, um, coaching-wise, socialized-wise. It was it was awesome, man. I loved it every minute, you know. Uh, when I got there, the two, the first two guys I met <laughs> uh, was, uh, was, was Lee, and uh and bunk and them two guys was was my roommates you know so when i when, when i saw them and i was like oh my gosh here we go you know what i'm saying <laughs> how is this going to turn out you know so but it was good though man it, it was really it was really a, a a uh a wonderful a wonderful time brother yeah uh, i i gotta tell you this though coach i grew up 20 minutes away from bethany in west virginia so i know what you were coming into and just that road uh i can't even think of the number of it to get Uh, to bethany about two to 67 i think it was you get on that long back windy road yes even me going there for a visit because i was a swimmer there I okay. grew up there, and I'm looking like I don't think I'm going the right way. I like I think I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be lost. There's there's no way right. there's going to be anything out this way. And then you cut that corner, and then there's the campus. So right there's the campus. Right, right. Soon as you come across that corner, oh, it's nothing. You know, in 2004, like there was no 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 signals. There was no cell phone. Get no signals. So no, you know, people. I don't think you know what I'm saying people realize. Hey, like. This is what, 2021? 20, hey, 2004, 5, 6, 7, <laughs> you didn't have sales. No. So we had to go out in town and, and catch a signal somewhere. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> I remember when I first got to Bethany, my, my dad and my parents were helping me move my stuff in. And my dad walks down to the end of the hall. I was in Harlan Hall. And my phone rings. And I was like, he was just here. Why was my dad calling me? And I answered, he goes, I just wanted to make sure you had cell service on campus. So you can't say that uh, when I call, you don't have this service to pick up. Like, that's what it was. Right, I mean, right. That's how it was, man. Cause that's you, exactly right. Because I, I believe in, like, 2003, 2004, they finally were able to get, like, somewhat cell phone service yeah. because one of the farmers 
they needed to install um, a wireless like cell phone tower on his property and he wouldn't do it for a number of years. And right. somehow they worked it out and they finally got that cell phones installed because when I came in in the, the fall of 06, they still had, you know, phone jacks in the rooms for, you know, room phones. Yes, That's exactly right. They sure did. They have, yeah, phone jacks. For the young kids that are listening to this show, phone jack. What what y'all don't realize is we're all a little <laughs> bit older here on this show. Here, like we're all at least in our thirties. So you used to have to have a phone in the house. You didn't have a phone house. that went with you everywhere you went with internet access to it. I mean, you had right, to, with the cord. With, yeah, with a cord on it and everything. There was actual <laughs> physical buttons you had to hit and everything. It was it was a crazy time back in the early 2000s and stuff. So, Oh, man. I had a next fail. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's old school right there. That, that's, that's, that's real old school, Coach. Next fail, I-90. Uh, I-90, Nextel, man. Listen, my man remembers the model number and everything. <laughs> the phone, first phone he had. That's everything. awesome. all right coach so you had uh a little bit of a nickname i want to get into and i want to find out where this came from the coach ask you aka the vampire coach where the hell did a vampire coach come from man i i I tell you what man now it it did originate um in, in bethany um but it really, really took off um, when I was down in Savannah State. Uh, I was coaching down there at the time. Um, but what, you know, but during camp, okay, you know, like mm-hmm. during football camp, um, you know, it's a grind. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. two days and, you know, real two days, okay? <laughs> not, there's not, you know, one day, two day, one day, one day, whatever, but real two days. So I had, so it was like a little competition type deal. And I told you know, some of the coaches, I said, man, listen, I'm not going to sleep for 72 hours. All right. I'm going to be, and, and this is doing count. So I said, if anybody, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a fun count. I said, it's going to be real fun. It's going to be real interesting. They see, you know, say who can hang. Of course, Ryan could hang it all. <laughs> no, he was done the first night. But went a little longer. But, uh, you know, nobody could hang with, with the 72 hour, uh, you know, up. I'm talking about up for 72 straight hours. Whew. Doing count. Uh, you, you know, uh, going from, um, for meetings to practice field and having, uh, a nice, uh, uh, nightlife at the end of that. You know, what's that? You know, because, you know, you know, doing count, but it's a grind, man. So you got to stay fresh. You know, you got to stay up. You got to stay fresh each and every single day, man. But it came through, but, but it started doing camp, though. Uh, you know, where, you know, 72 hours, man, you know, I was up. And I, I was a lone man standing, you know. So nobody nobody could hang, you know what I'm saying, with that. You know, we did, it was a lot of 24 hours, some 48 hours. But no, but, but I took it to another level, though. I said, hey, man, it's 72 hours now. Oh man, you know I, I'm tired just thinking about that, Coach. Staying up for 72 <laughs> hours that makes me tired now just thinking about that. So 72 hours straight. So if any of you guys think you don't know, think you're good out there, <laughs> hey, 72 hours. Hey, hey, now, but here's the kicker though: it's during camp. During yeah. camp, <laughs> it's not just 72 hours in the summer when you just <laughs> hanging out. No, that's just, 
Wow. One of the funniest things, too, I remember about Coach when I came in with 06 with him is that, you know, Coach Weaver takes over with the program. And, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit down the road here in the show. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Coach Weaver takes over and, you know, he's trying to rebuild the program and, you know, trying to get us in shape. And it's some hot days on the old Bethany practice field where the softball outfield's at now. We'd be running wind sprints. We look over, and Coach Askew's in there with a hoodie on and some basketball shorts, oh, running man. sprints with running sprints with everybody, just trying to just trying to stay in shape. We'd all be like, "Man, look at Coach! Like he's smoking us in these forties right now. Like what is going on?" And then next, you know, we'd be in the weight room getting a lift in. You know, Coach comes in with his his Bethany hoodie and shorts on and just puts two twenty five on the bench and so starts repping out like twenty. 20 reps of it in the sand, we'd be like, yep, well, we have a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some of my, my, my favorite Mr. Askew stories right there, just running 40s with us and then just banging out 225 on the bench just like 20 times and just getting off and just shrugging his shoulders and going right back to helping us lift. Oh, man, you know what? Yeah, I, that, you know what? That brings back some memories right there, man. That really does, man, because, uh, you know, and... and and, you know, and it was fun. No, it really was. No, and you had to do that. Uh, just, you know what I'm saying, to get through each, each day sometime, you know. But sometimes, you know, you want to, you know, you want to push your guys and let them know, hey, man, you, you still got a little ways to go. You know, you're almost there, but keep pushing. It's almost like the, the little engine. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to keep going, you know. Uh, and, and, and you know what? And, and, and you know, Bono and, and Coach I would, you know, would, would agree with that because, you know, that year we came in with, you know, Coach Weaver, right? You know, Bethany was one and nine, three consecutive seasons before that. They were three and 27. And, you know, Coach Weaver comes in from coaching at the D1 level and, you know, brings Coach Garvey, the current head coach, and Coach Upton's uh, holdover, you know, Coach Askew, Coach Bunk, Coach Lieb. We brought in Coach Nizel and, and Coach Loney, you know, and, and because of things like that, we were able to win four games that year alone, you know. Right. And, and I don't know if Coach remembers this or not, but, in those 10 games that year, we only ran for 790 yards as a team, right? And we didn't have great running backs, but they were they were right. in the mode of coach, right? They, they pushed and they fought and they scratched and they clawed and it rubbed off on the team. And we were able to win four games and we run a homecoming game against a very good Grove City team. And we yeah. beat Thomas Moore and we beat Hiram. And I think the last win, oh, that year was against... Ohio Westland, you know, so, you know, because we were able to win four games, we really weren't supposed to win, um, you know, because of like what coach did and things coach Weaver did and having a younger staff who was able to, you know, connect with us and, and, and do those type of things, whether it was running or working out or whatever it was. That's exactly right, man. Cause you know what, that Thomas Moore game was the one that really turned it for us, you know, because we were down, I believe 21 and seven at halftime. And, and, um, you know, we came out and Garb was like, no, hey, we, no, it's not going to be no more of this old Bethany stuff, you know, and he really, you know what I'm saying, pushed it, you know, pushed the envelope, you know, he pushed me as well too, man, because, you know, I, I wanted to be a better coach. I wanted to look at the, um, the, the the details of everything, what he was doing, and I wanted to translate that to, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to my players and to everybody else. So, but that game, man, because we came back, you know what I'm saying, from being down, you know what I'm saying, won that game. And, and that game, man, really, you know what I'm saying, took us, you know, carry us throughout the whole season. Right, right. And it was, it was, it was great. And, you know, that, and I always said the, the rebirth of Bethany football was because of, of that staff that year, 
you know, because of, of how you pushed us. Because we really weren't that talented. We really weren't. We had some decent guys, right? And they weren't like, you know, right. towards the end of Coach Weaver's tenure and, and, and Coach Weaver's or Coach Garvey's tenure. But, you know, they really pushed us and they made us, you know, scratch and claw and fight and believe in ourselves to win games that maybe the old Bethany couldn't win. But, right. you know, we were able to do it and have a great four and six year and have a great four and six following year. And then two years after coach left, we went three and seven and three and seven, but we were very competitive in our games and we really brought it offensively. And that's what Bethany has been known for, for, you know, 15 years now is super dynamic offenses because of coach Garvey during that time. Right. Yeah. We most definitely, you know, we, we maximize, I mean, we, we maximize the effort, the talent and, you know, just the overall ability of everybody in the whole team. You know, we really did, you know, so, uh, no, that's you know that's one thing that we had to change. We want to definitely change that uh, about Bethany. You know, we'll be back after a quick break. Big labia energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? <laughs> Just keep it. It's like I have a tolerance. Yeah, for cheese. Good Same job with cats. Your tolerance. Like if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two. I thought you were going to say if I eat a cat a little bit every day, <laughs> starting at the tail and just ate a little bit, then I'd be fine. But if I didn't eat a cat for three months. I would totally start at the face. Why yeah. would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, eat this cat. I'm trying to think of we're an acceptable talking about scenario. A feline, right? <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe it could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> Right. And, and Bono, here's a here's a funny story. I don't think you ever knew this. And not funny, but it, I mean, it showed how tough that team was. Our quarterback, um, Brent, that year, Owens, uh, was a shorter guy, was a great leader, still holds the, the completion percentage, I believe, in a season. Um, and coach, remember this, we were playing a nationally ranked playoff team at Carnegie Mellon. And we I mean, we were battling, them, you know, mm-hmm. Brent broke his shoulder and shattered it in a million pieces. Oh, coach, you probably remember that on the sideline yeah. hit. And Brent stayed in the game and tried throwing left-handed for like the next three or four plays because his right shoulder was shattered. And that right there showed you the testament of how tough, you know, we, we were that year with that team because of, because of those coaches that somebody stayed in with a shattered collarbone and tried to throw with his left hand. Right. He sure, you know, he sure did. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy kid. (laughs) He sure did though. That's insane. Um, (laughs) He was. He was the same, man. He was something he was else, probably man. one of the t- tough, toughest guys I've ever got a chance to, uh, you know, play with. Yeah, I mean, a- along with that, Coach, I have a little bit of coaching experience, but, I mean, I'm, I'm a swim coach, not a football coach. Okay. Um, and I was coaching the summer league this uh, past summer, ended uh, in July, uh, end of July. And the kids were all like, oh, we can't. This is too much, too hard of a workout. We can't be doing all this stuff. You're making us swim 3,200 yards and all this. And me, being being the lovable guy that I am, in my basketball shorts and everything else, I just took my shoes off, took my shirt off, jumped in, and did half the workout with them. And wow. Like they were like they were like what? well you're probably in shape I was like I haven't been in a pool and competitively swam in ten years so <laughs> let, oh, let, if you want to say it's too hard it's it's not I mean it's mind right. over matter and and a lot of the younger kids because I mean it was a wide range it was from six to eighteen years old was kids that I had okay. 
coaching. Six year olds were looking at me like, Who, wh- "Why is coaching the water? Like, I don't know what's going on." But the older kids were the ones that I motivated and I pushed them. And actually, the next meet, four of my swimmers actually beat their best times from like two years ago, and a couple of them had they had a little bit better return would have actually qualified for an Olympic trial time. Like wow. that, that just, so I know what you mean, but when you run in the wind sprints and you getting in the weight room and pumping out some iron with them, just show right. them. And the head coach at the time was like, why did you jump in the water and do that? I was like, I mean, well, look what happened. I mean, I just decided right. like, yeah. I, I got a bum shoulder. I can't just, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I'm getting old and I'm getting fat and uh, you know, but you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I'm still willing to jump in and do this workout. So none of them complained after that. None of them said the word. Hey, that's that was amazing, too hard. man. <laughs> that's, that's something else right there. You know, yeah. that, that's what you got to do. You got to find out how you can, uh, you know, motivate your players. You know, you got to, you know, and sometimes, you know, they have to see, you know what I'm saying? The coaches, you know what I'm saying? Um, moving like that. You know, because that right there, hey, will get them going. You know, like you know, like you saw it. Absolutely, what you about that. And it w- it was even better. They were like, "Oh well, I mean, you're probably still in shape." I was like, "Last time I swam, I was 155 pounds, and that was, I think, jumping right out the pool with my warm up on. Like, I, I mean, that's that's very heavy weight for me, 155 pounds back then. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm 250 right now. So let's not talk like right. I'm not carrying a hundred <laughs> extra pounds on me while I'm swimming this. So let's, let's get I it. Oh, that's right. Oh man. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, that weight is something else for me. Yeah, I'm like that too. I, t- <laughs> I tell you, I, I got a wife who can cook her ass off. And it's just, it's, it's, oh man. It's really showing right in, right in the midsection. That's where it is. I got. <laughs> I said I got the pre dad bod going on right now. That's it. My- <laughs> hey, you and me too. You and me too, brother. For sure, we do. Oh man, you know we gotta keep active though. I'm, I'm trying. I got I got a 12 year old that you know chasing him around, but he's oh, he's he's my little tank. He just had his first football game in seventh grade yesterday. Uh, oh really? Was, okay. He's. He's my little offensive lineman. Yeah, like I said, he's twelve and he is five foot eight, two hundred pounds. Wow. He's yeah. Wow, that's good. He's that's my he's, he's my little tank. And uh um, Yeah, I'm about to say he's a little tank. And, and you know, just you know, gets a little off topic. But me and him used to always kinda of like wrestle around and all this other stuff. Well, the other day we were sitting there and we he wanted to wrestle around, so I was like, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll wrestle around with him. I didn't realize, like, all right, now me and him are in the same weight class. Like, now I actually have to try to, like, actually wrestle him, and now it's a workout for me. And it's like, right. I wasn't ready for right. it. And turned him around, like, had him in, like, a little headlock, and he just leaned forward, and he almost flipped me over his shoulder. And, like, I caught myself because there was, like, a marble table. Like, I saw my – I was like, oh, this is it. I'm going to the oh. hospital because I want to – Mess around right. and have fun with my son and wrestle around with him, but you know I, I wasn't ready for it. And I, you know, it's just it's insane because uh, that's my workout now. That's just wrestling my son and trying to right. and actually having to try. You know what I mean? Not not the holding right. him down with one hand like I used to be able to. Hey, I know, man. It makes, it makes you think, like, man, I gotta, I gotta lift, I gotta lift a little bit. Yeah, I can start doing some push ups or something while he's at school. You know, just get, right. Just, exactly right. <laughs> Hey man, I'm like that too, man. Oh man! But that is so, uh, so, Coach, I, I know uh, you know you 
you come from a family of, of very good athletes and, you know, your brother played, you know, at Michigan and, you know, played in the NFL for my, my Jets and, you know, went to the Buccaneers after that. So can, you know, you talk about your, you know, relationship with both your brothers, but a little bit about, you know, uh, your brother BJ's, you know, journey and how you were a part of that, you know, from, you know, Michigan to, you know, the NFL being a, a fullback and running back. Yep. You know, my, uh, you know, like you said, no, we, you know, we have, uh, we were very competitive, you know what I'm saying, growing up. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest. And, um, and my other, like we said, my brother, uh, Rayshon and, uh, and BJ, um, sometimes you don't know being the oldest that you have people looking up to you or, or watching what you do. And so, um, growing up and even through high school and, and, and going to college, you know, uh, one thing that I wanted to do, I, you know, I've always wanted to set, try to set a good example, uh, for my brothers, you know, that they can see me doing something good. But we always push each other. Uh, when it came to, I mean, when it came, came to sprints, came to running, uh, came to lifting, man, you know, we, we was, I mean, you talking about pushing each other, you know, you talking about, I'm like five, four, five, six years older, older than them. So you can imagine like when I'm 13, they like seven, eight, you know, six, I'm not giving them no love. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it to them. You know, so they were naturally just going to be tough, man. <laughs> you know, just naturally, you know. Um, but Rashawn, you know, but, but my, my, my brother Rashawn um, uh, went to college, did, did well at Elizabeth City State, uh, went on to, to play the uh, Renner League, um, some CFL. Um, right now, at the time, I don't know if it's still hold true, but he had, it was, they did an article on him because he broke like Jerry Rice, all-time professional Touchdown record. I mean, my brother had 210 touchdowns. You can look that up, uh, Rayshon. And, um, and, and BJ, you know, it, you know, he was just something else, man. Um, from going from playing the Corrine High School to, uh, going to Michigan. Um, you know, he was there with A train. He, you know, he, he was playing tailback. He played tailback and fullback. Um, actually, you know, uh, at Michigan. And when A train, I think A train decided to come back another year. So, when he came back, you know, BJ, you know, they wanted to get, get BJ on the field. So they moved him to fullback. So he made that, you know, that transition. Uh, so he was, you know, a tailback and a fullback, you know what I'm saying, type body. But, you know what I'm saying, still, still, um, you know, doing his thing, still had the speed, getting bigger. And, um, you know, and it paid off. You know, he, you know, he got a, he got drafted with the Jets, like, you know, uh, third round and play with the Jets and, and play with Tampa Bay. You know, so um both of them, uh, my brothers, you know, they you know, they both were uh were, were monsters, you know. They uh you know, they they took everything that came to them, you know, 'cause you know, nothing ever came, you know, easy. So they knew I mean hard work and and, and this is the thing about hard work, you know. Hard work helped to put you in a position to be successful. You know, that's what really, you know, you know, hard work does, you know, it helped put you in a position to be, to be successful. And then after that, you know, how the, the dominoes fall, the tips fall, you know, if the opportunity come, you know, you'll, you'll be ready for that. Uh, but both of them doing well, you know, um, BJ, he, he just, you know, he's in Tampa, you know, just living and relaxing. Uh, my other brother, Rashawn, you know, he got his, his own personal and training facility, uh, Acceleration Rashawn. Um, and down in Cincinnati, so he he's really doing well. You know, he he's training, he trained, you know, little kids, um, um, teenagers, and uh, he's doing you know real well with, uh, with what he's doing right now. And so they both doing well. You know, you know me, you know, I'm just 
the the big old big brother right now. You know, still, you know, coaching, still love coaching. You know, I've been doing it since 1999. So that's how long you know I, I've been coaching. So, but you know, but I, but I love doing it. Uh, but you know, at some point, you know, you got you know you got to ride a wave, and you know it's you know it, it's eventually be time to do something else. You know, soon enough. But having a lot of fun though, man, most definitely. You know, I'm proud so of. So then the, the big question is, Coach, you know, in your opinion, who is the best running back out of all three of you? <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it, Fitty. <laughs> oh, man. Who was the best out of all three of us? Me. I'm the best. <laughs> best of the best. I'm the, I'm the best of the best, uh, you know. But, you know, all my, you know, say they, 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 you know, they all brought something something different and they was i mean today um professional field you know they was the best they was the very you know they was the best in in, in their field and what they did you know they really was and they, they both had speed you know they had the strength uh you know but uh I, you know they was good though man you know it was it, it's good to know uh you know I'm, you know when you talk about you know passing the torch you know what I'm saying to your little brother or or to your little sister, whatnot. I mean, that's that's really what it was, man. You know, and whenever I saw them, you know, it was like it was just like you no, know, it's like me, you know, living through them, you know. So when I was done playing, I you know had had an okay college, nothing great at all, nothing great at all. I had some injuries, and uh, but you know, my Rashawn and, and BJ. You know, they made up for, you know, my lack of plan, you know, that I had in college. And, uh, but it, it was, like I said, it was wonderful to see them because it's like, you know, we was able to, you know, I felt like I was able to pass that torch on to them. They just carried it on, man, to new levels, you know. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'll never forget with, with watching BJ when he played with the Jets, you know, he was in a, a great backfield, right? He was with Curtis Martin, Hall yeah, of Famer, yeah. one of the yeah. top all time leading rushers and best guys. You know, just as a person to play in the NFL, and Lamont Jordan, who was a tank, and came out of Maryland, and your brother was in the backfield with them. And I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Famer and a very, very good back. You know, in Lamont Jordan, who was a great complimentary piece to both of them, right? And and that's why you know the Jets had a pretty good run there, you know, for quite a while because they had the three of them in the backfield together. I mean, it's not too often like your brother can say, like, or anybody can say, I blocked for a Hall of Famer. You know, I blocked for the fourth all-time leading rusher in NFL history. Right. Man, you know, well, you're right about that. That's something else right there. I mean, I didn't think about that. That was, you know, you're right about that. And then, um, and then you know, like, and when he went out in Tampa, you know, he replaced, you know, Mike Allstar. If you guys remember Mike Allstar. That's uh, my so, dude, Mike Allstar. <laughs> yeah, that's who, you know, that's who he came in and, uh, but, you know, replaced, you know. And I think Roy Dunn might, might have been out yeah. there, too, at the time, so. You know, he he was around some some uh, some some good talent. You know, yeah. you they you know, had Chucky down there. You know, well, John yeah. <laughs> got to have down. old Chucky down there. Yeah, See, yeah that, he told me he was nuts, man. That that's my team right there, the Buccaneers. So I mean, yeah, the the work done, Mike Allstott were kind of the two that really solidified it for me for liking the Buccaneers. I love those two players. Yeah, but, right. All right. I mean, and I'll say, I don't think people realize, I mean, we do how good Mike Allstott was. Right. Right. 
Right. Like, was a phenomenal running back and fullback. And, I mean, he was old school. Remember, he wore the horse collar. He didn't have gloves on. No. You know, right. it'd be like wore the high tops. Down there and, <laughs> the high top cleats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The high top cleats. Right. I yeah. mean, you know, he was complete. He can block. He can catch. Especially, you know what I'm saying, catch on the backfield. I mean, he was he was a complete. He was good. He was a complete back. But all right, because Zoom is fantastic. We are running low on time here, um, and I want to get to this. We got about six minutes left here uh, before Zoom cuts us off here. The wonderful technology age that we're in. So it's time to get to the fast fifty five, Coach. So Fitty, take it away. All right, Coach. So these are five. Quick questions at you, and you just, you know, reply back with your answer. If you want to elaborate, you can, and if not, that's fine, too. Question number one, in your opinion, who's the best running back in NFL history? Walter Payton. My guy, I love Walter Payton. Any of the young listeners, look up Walter Payton highlights. The guy ran behind, I think, four folding chairs and a guy they pulled <laughs> out of the steel mill, and he ran for 16,000 yards. That's that's right. With, with only what, uh, it was less games, you know? Then you know, then then what they have, you know, they play more games now this year. I mean, you know, and, right? And then, you, know, you know, my other one would be Jim Brown, absolutely. Okay, no good picks. Uh, second question: favorite memory about Bethany? What's the one thing that is your favorite memory about Bethany? It could be whatever you want. <laughs> hey, this is I, I I keep it um rated G or PG for you. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. But you know, um. You know, a lot, a lot of uh, wonderful moments um, that I had in Bethany. But I think, you no know, sense. some of the best time was, just, you know what, after a game or, uh, you know, after practice, you know, we guys got together and, you know, we went down to Bubba's and just kind of hang out, man, and just, you know, just kind of relax and uh, just really bonded, man. That was some of the best time, you know, because, you know, everybody can, everybody can just come together, you know, say, have fun. Uh, eat some good food, some good wings, man. But going down above us, man, was, was some legendary stuff happened down there, man. Loved it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then the next question. Are boneless wings better than bone-in wings? Bone wings, man. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I, I, I figured that's, that's been the popular opinion of most people. Yeah. Uh, next question. Who's more deserving to be in the top five best player conversation in NBA history? Larry Bird or Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant. Okay. And then fifth question is, what has been your favorite place you've ever lived? What has been your favorite city or town you've ever lived in? Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. It's, okay. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> right there on the coast by the beach. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Okay. And, Bono, there is your Fast 55 for the week. <laughs> All right. I uh, gotta love the Fast Thirty Five. That's probably my, been my favorite awesome. segment that we that we've added to this show is the Fast Thirty Five. And sometimes his questions is just it 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 makes me laugh just reading the questions before I can even get get them out. Like <laughs> I I feel like that's that's as much of a, I, I am a fan of boneless wings. I mean, bone in wings are obviously better than <laughs> than boneless wings. But you know, it's just <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it, but good. 
That is actually going to do it for this week's episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. I want to thank Mr. Askew. And for everyone out there, we're not calling him Mr. to be polite. Mr. is actually his first name. Um, I maybe should have got that out there in the beginning of the show. I mean, I, we, we do try to keep it as polite as possible with our guests, but we're not that polite that both of us are just calling him Mr. the whole time. Uh, so... Thank you, Mr. Askew, and to the best co-host around, John Fitty Falcone. I will give you guys about 30 seconds is what I can actually give you. Last couple words before we get out of here. Okay. Coach, and I just want to say thanks for, you know, coming on. It's been, you know, great being your friend, you know, after after playing for you all these years. And, you know, I'm just, just so blessed to have you in my life. Thank you so much. Hey, man. Hey, listen, I, I appreciate you too, man. You know, uh, you know, you were something else, man. You know, sometimes you ask 50, you know, then like during camp, you know, it'd be like two weeks in. I'm like, man, you still here? He'd be like, I ain't, I'm still here, coach. I'm not going nowhere. I said, keep it up, buddy. I said, keep it. I said, you're going to be okay. I said, you're going to places in life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it was good, man. He worked his tail off, man. And I loved it, man. It was wonderful, man. Wonderful time. Thanks. I appreciate that. I, I can say Fiddy is probably the hardest working manager of a podcast I've ever. I had the experience of being with and everything like that. So that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, Again, thank you, uh, Fiddy and Mr. Askew, Coach Bing, on the show. That's going to do it, everybody else. I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike, go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.